Hi guys, it's Freya and Huck. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about our top five American cities. <laughs> we're stealing this one from Ryan and Shane. I don't know if you guys know them, but... The Watcher Boys. You might know them from BuzzFeed, Unsolved, Supernatural, and True Crime. Yeah. They're great. Uh, and they did a recently uh, a top five of their favorite American cities that they've lived in. And we were like, you know what, we should do that. And we should do something like that. And so we're we're just going to steal that from them outright and say, like... <laughs> Thanks, ghoulie boys. Thanks. <laughs> we're going to just completely steal this from you. And then I think I would like to incorporate it moving forward in my other podcasts or in all of them or in just this one. Who knows? But that's what we're going to talk about today. So there are some rules. Obviously, it can't just be like American cities I think are interesting. Uh, the rule for me, at least, is you need to have spent at least three to five days there, so it can't just be like, I was in their airport, or I had to stop and pee one time. It should be like, you know, you actually spent some quality time there. Yeah. Also, they have to be the United States of America. I don't care which of the 50. Could be Hawaii or Alaska. I have no problem with that. Yeah, because both of us have traveled... To other countries, but I don't think either of us have traveled to the same countries, so we had to keep it kind of level. Yeah, we need to, like, yeah. So these are the top five United States uh, cities, and what's cool about this is that if you guys wanted to, or, yeah, if you want to, you can take this list and then go do things and be like, hey, I saw this city, and it fucking sucked, and you're wrong. Or you can be like, hey, I went to this city, and it was amazing. Because no other countries are letting us in right now. <laughs> Rightfully so. So in the meantime, you can be traveling around the country that you live in. If you're an American follower, if you're not, I'm really sorry. Just skip this one. Or... Or listen to it and then maybe come visit us when we're allowed to all visit each other. Yeah. Ho right? Hopefully it will be some help. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> this was a surprisingly hard job for me. To, to figure out my top five. Because I think both of us are pretty fairly nomadic. Yeah, for me, what I did first was I, I wrote down a list of all the cities that fit that criteria. And then I put little asterisks... Asterisks? Asterisks? Stars. <laughs> I put little stars next to the cities that I liked a lot. And what I'm seeing is a whole lot of disappointing Carolinas on here. A lot of disappointing Carolina cities. And there are some great ones. I'm not going to disparage the entire North and South Carolina cityscape, but Myrtle Beach, you know what you did. <laughs> Fuck Myrtle Beach. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't write down places I've been. I, I was homeless in Myrtle Beach, so I, I think I have probably a very different experience than most people do there. <laughs> I was not homeless in Myrtle Beach, but I did have to go there on a trip with my family, and it was disgusting. And I remember like being like 11 years old and I was like, my standards are pretty low and I don't like this. So it was, it's bad. That's a trash beach city. No one should go there. We could maybe do, uh, the next one could be like cities that <laughs> we hate. The worst cities. <laughs> I, you know, Clearly we have a lot of opinions about Myrtle Beach. <laughs> yeah. The, and that, that list actually might be easier for me than my, <laughs> than my top five favorites. So yeah. So what I did was I wrote down all my cities and then I, I basically like extrapolated from that the cities that I really loved. And I don't, I haven't quite decided. So you guys are going to get to witness and experience this with me. 
what my ranking system is because I, I still haven't decided what they are in what order. I think I have an idea, but I'm gonna let Hup go first. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so what's your what's your five? What's your fifth? What's my number five? Yeah. All right. So my number five city is New York City. That's really broad. That's number five. That's number five. Wow. And, and here's why. <laughs> here's why. I've got a whole reason for it. You better. Yeah. Is it is it, it is so challenging to afford living there. That, you know, when, it, when I'm talking about what my top five favorite cities are, it's about accessibility and it's about sustainability. That's fair. So I've lived in New York City twice now. Like, actually lived there. And which borough were you in? So first I was in Queens and then I was in Brooklyn. Okay. And I liked both of them. Both of them had different things to offer. But in both situations, I, I found it very challenging to, to find a comfortable lifestyle there because I wanted to be able to enjoy the city, but the amount of time that you have to spend working to be able to enjoy the city ended up kind of canceling it out. So I have been to other places around the U.S., and I absolutely love New York City, but as far as an accessible place that I could see myself living, that one had to be number five. That's an interesting barometer that you're using. I like the idea of accessibility. I don't know if it's going to be my ultimate barometer. For me, it's sort of like a whole set of uh, criteria that I'm going to use. But so I'm going to say for my number five city, I'm going to say Austin. And you've been to Austin? Yeah, man. I spent a lot of time in Austin. Yeah. I lived in New Orleans for a long time. And so Austin was like a fun place to go visit that Uh. was like far enough away, but also like not like the end of the world far away. That being said, you know, getting back onto the East Coast, time is is very different. So like from New Orleans to Austin was about seven hours. And now I wouldn't even think of going a place seven hours away for a visit. It would be like, this is going to be like a legit stay. Like I'm going to stay there for at least, you know, a week. But back then, you know, when I was in New Orleans, there was nothing around me. There was literally, like, it was just Texas, the Gulf of Mexico, or Mississippi and Alabama, <laughs> which no, or fucking Oklahoma and Arkansas, which no one has any, inter- any interest in going to. Unless you're from one of those places, in which case I'm sure that there's cool stuff. In there. which case you're trying to escape it. No, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't agree at all. I think that those people are trying to get out of there. So, no what I was surrounded by was garbage. And so Austin was the only cool place I could go visit that wasn't the beach. And even that the beach was lackluster at best. There were no waves. It's not a beach. The Gulf of Mexico has no waves. Newsflash. <laughs> it's not a cool, it's not really a beach. Anyway, I went to Austin multiple, multiple times and I spent many weeks there and it's actually a really cool ass city. The, what sucks about it is that it is in Texas. That's why it's number five. <laughs> Texas, you know what you did. <laughs> so, Austin is sort of all of the weird and progressive and fun things that you think about, but in this neat little bizarre package that has like really good schools, really interesting, pretty reasonable weather. Which is also, I think, a, a big factor for me and why I chose the cities that I did was because, like, is it tolerable weather-wise? 
I will say right, right, this right off the bat. I don't like the South because I don't like the heat. And I don't like racists and, and things like that. <laughs> yeah, but fuck the heat. The heat is is a thing that you have to deal with in certain cities regardless of like whether people are racist or not. Yeah. That being so, said, if you're a summer lover, maybe move on to another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Austin is a really cool city. It actually had because it's a really dry, kind of deserty place, it doesn't have the humidity and the horror that a lot of southern American, especially eastern seaboard cities have that are just it's just unbearable. So Austin, I remember one day I was walking around and it was hot. Like, it was definitely hot. And I got to some spot in the shade, and I actually started to get, like, a little bit chilly. And this was in July in Texas. So it was significant to me that the the weather there was that bearable. Even though, like, obviously in the sun it was hot, the humidity doesn't exist. And I'm not, I am going to be one of those people that's like, but the humidity, though. Because <laughs> it really made a huge difference. It's also just, like, it's a really fun place. There's a lot of really good food, great music, really cool bars and tattoo parlors and, like, just all kinds of, like, cool stuff. I remember I spent uh, about an hour and a half hanging out with a dude that just had a parrot on his shoulder. And I'm pretty sure he was homeless. But, like, he and his parrot were just, like, living their best lives. They were very happy. Uh, It was a cool place. Lots of good food, amazing tacos, like you would not believe. So, good food, decent weather if you have to be in the South and if you have to be in Texas, I would say Austin would be your jam. Well, also, one of the things, like, I haven't spent a lot of time there. I spent some time at Lackland Air Force Base, which is actually in San Antonio. That's probably the closest to Austin that I've, I've spent time. But one thing I gotta say about Austin, at least by reputation, is that it has. Maintained its weird, even in the face of gentrification, which I think is one of the cool things about it. That was one of the things. But the, one of the last times I was, I was in Austin was people were complaining about a lot of people moving from California to Austin because Californians who could afford to get the fuck out of California were leaving en masse because. If you live in California, I'm sorry, your state's on fire and you have no water. So (laughs) people are leaving California en masse to go to Austin because it's sort of like the step down for them. They can afford the property there because they're used to spending easily $150,000 on an apartment. So they can afford Texas. They choose Austin because it's more progressive and it's fun and it's funky and it's arty. So... Austonians and Texans really hate the Californians coming over because they're driving the prices up. Then they're bringing all kinds of weird, crazy shit with them from California. So I, I, I don't want to say to people they should move to Austin because people in Austin are, are really good and not like that. So maybe don't. Find somewhere else. There's a there, Montana's huge. Go there. <laughs> I don't know. But please don't go to Austin. They're, they're not going to like it. About they're not gonna like you. They already don't. <laughs> this list is off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was our number five. What would you say your number four is? Uh, so, uh, as you mentioned, we have spent a lot of time in North Carolina, and so I felt like I needed to pick something from here. But that's really challenging because I hate pretty much everything about the lifestyle here. 
And, you know, you've got to go into that, because I, I, I know a lot of people romanticize North Carolina, and if you're looking for a place to just raise your kids and have a career, and, and that's all you want to do with your life, well, and you like the heat and the awful humidity and the racists, uh, North Carolina, <laughs> probably for you. Not necessarily for me, so this is a little bit of a stretch, because I know this is about cities, but I, I feel like this was a city while I was there. It felt like a city. It was vibrant. There were tons of people, and and I, I was impacted in the same way as I was when I, when I went to somewhere like New York City. So my number four is Fort Bragg. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> this motherfucker just mentioned a military base, so... Go on. <laughs> Tell us all about it. So here's here's what I love, and I've been to, to military bases around the country, and I and I still have to say I think that Fort Bragg was my favorite. I was not in the military myself. I don't know why I have a lot of military friends, but I do. And one of the things that I absolutely loved about being in the barracks there about um, being in the barracks specific you okay. What? It's not. First of all, this isn't a city. I think like we should have clarified. You pick an actual city. This you is, gotta have specific rules if you want the rules to be followed. A military base, and in specific, your the population of the barracks? Fort Bragg. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Can normal civilians go live there? No, no. I was I was not supposed to be there. So then this doesn't. But count. no, I think it totally counts. No, and, and here's why. And here's why. I think that the financial challenges of moving to New York City are actually harder than being able to gain access to Fort Bragg by joining the military. Bro, you shouldn't have to join the military to move somewhere. <laughs> this is insane, what you're saying right now. I am going on record. Oh, God. I'm cradling this microphone to yes, say he is so wrong. He's wrong. This is not a, an American city. It's a military base. They operate outside of... Every they have their own court system. I know, and that's what I loved so much about well, it. Well, but no, this is, is when when you were on base. Oh my god! How about this? The camaraderie. How about this? How about this? Yeah, we're, we'll give you honorable mention. You can honorably mention a fucking <laughs> military. Base. Well, here's the deal. It was either going to be Raleigh. That's or, an actual city. Or it was going to be Fort Bragg. But okay. I don't want it to be Raleigh. Too bad. I hate Raleigh. Too bad. That's an actual city where anyone can live. You can't have a military base. You can't have a cult. You can't have a fucking... You can't have a cult? No, you can't have a kibitz. You can't. You cannot have these, like, <laughs> things where just... You, no. Well, now we know for next time. So for all of you... Next li- time. Now all of you listeners out there, you know. There is no next time. This asshole just tr- <laughs> seriously tried to... Wow. Right. I, I was gonna I was gonna explain, but I, I guess at this point in time No, uh, it doesn't count. I, I you can't have a military to. base. Yeah. So if any, that's not an American if, city. If any of you are in the military and you know what I'm talking about, hit up Freya and get get the truth, you know? ask for the truth. Yeah. I'm censoring him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what's what what what's your next one? An actual city. <laughs> it's an actual city known as San Francisco. Oh yeah, I think I've heard of that one. Yeah. You can't have fake fucking made-up bullshit is, military cities. It is cities. not fake. <laughs> it definitely exists. Yeah, but it's not a city. All right. Civilians can't live there. So anyway, <laughs> San Francisco, where you have to be very, very wealthy to live. Yep. But you can be an American citizen and live there and not be in the military. There you go. 
I chose this one because I went there when I was like 14 and I was like a very moody, angry little teenage girl as I'm sure none of you can relate to and I'm sure none of you can see where I get that from or where I, where I come from. I chose San Francisco because we went there and the whole city was, it was September and it was hot as balls where I was coming from on the East Coast and it was freezing cold over there and I was like, oh, this is very interesting. I love the fact that it, you're gonna, by the way, keep on hearing this, that I don't like the heat. <laughs> so get to San Francisco, out the gate, it's cold and it's foggy and the beaches are inhospitable. They are not soft, sandy places where you go lay your fat body out on a towel and stare at the waves. This is a place where you fight with nature and you grapple with these sharp rocks and very angry sand and lots of wind and the Pacific Ocean. And it's just a completely different ocean experience than I had ever dealt with before. I thought it was so cool. And then we went to San Francisco proper, like the actual city, and it was just like, so. it was such a West Coast weird inside out version of New York, which is like, that was like the city that I knew of, like growing up was like New York was the city. And then this was like San Francisco, so it was like somebody like just punched a hole in New York. And so this was the inside out version of it. And it was, so strange and interesting and fun to me. And yeah, we went to Haight-Ashbury and I was like, whoa, I could be one of these crust punk <laughs> kids. living." And I was 14, so I'm forgiven for that. I, but I am I am appreciating the fact that you didn't mention hippies. You mentioned the, the oh, no, no. punks. Like, yeah, that, that is very much what it is today. Yeah, like, uh, they were cool. They had, like, big fluffy dogs and... They played their little ukuleles or whatever, and you know they they wore their Ramones T-shirts, and I was like, man, I want to be one of those kids when I grow up. And my mom was like, um, <laughs> those kids probably went to UC Berkeley, so <laughs> maybe don't aspire to be that. Not that going to college is wrong, but that well, that, that would be an interesting conversation <laughs> for another episode because I have a lot to say about whether it's a good idea or not Who to go to college. Who doesn't? Anyway. <laughs> What she was saying was, you know, these kids basically, like, took their parents' money, went to a fancy highfalutin college, and then decided, I don't want to do that anymore. I would rather panhandle on Haight-Ashbury and, you know, hassle rich people for money. Which, honestly, like... It's a good life. Who, who doesn't want to do that? I've lived that life. It's, it's fun. So, I, I remember being like, wow, this whole place is super cool. But also, it just really is. It's it's a very cool place. The geographically, it is very interesting. I've never seen a, a city that's built on hills the way this one is. If you look at houses and you actually like, if you were to turn the world on its side so the houses were facing north to south, they would be crooked, like they were windblown because they're built on hills in a really fascinating way. Yeah, kind of like Seattle. Well, I mean, they're geographically close to each other, yeah. but San Francisco doesn't give a shit about your hills. They'll just build a neighborhood right there, and cool bridges, and it's just, it's its a beautiful city. It was really interesting. I had a lot of fun there. Freya loves tech bros. I do not. He is 
completely wrong about that. But <laughs> I did. This was before. This is before Silicon Valley took over. You know. Oh, okay. So this is this is the 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 San Francisco that no one else can go to. This is the San Francisco of when you were fourteen. Yeah. Okay. But here's an interesting thing about it: if you still wanted to go there as a civilian, <laughs> you could. <laughs> as opposed to Fort Bragg, yeah. where you have to have a a PFC on your name <laughs> if you want to be able to go. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what's your number three? Number three. So I, I will also mention that this this was challenging for me because of one of the things that I was just kind of giving Freya a hard time about is places that I've been to that I know have changed since then. Yeah, that is hard. And so my number three was a place that I lived in two different periods of my life, a period of about four years for each of them. Each experience was vastly different, and I did eventually have to leave because I felt like the negatives outweighed the positives. So my number three U.S. city is Portland, Oregon, which, in my opinion, is a great follow-up to San Francisco because anyone who has visited Portland, Oregon knows that it is a vastly greater city than San Francisco. And any <laughs> I of haven't the, been, so I don't know. Any of the motherfuckers... From San Francisco that have tried to move to Portland, like Kevin Rose, oh my god, buying a historic home in Portland, Oregon, and then vying to tear it down and build something new, ended up being chased out of town because the San Francisco mindset is just not the same as it is in Portland, Oregon. And what I caught while I was out there living in a school bus in like 2009 was the last of what's kind of called Old Portland. And so I am not someone that is impacted that much if it's gray every day uh, or if it's, like, misting every day. So that part didn't really impact me that much. I, I found the culture there interesting. I think one of the other reasons why it's not higher on the list is I do enjoy more of a New York City mindset, and I found that... Portland was a little bit too laid back. They were always willing to make small talk when you were just kind of wandering around or waiting in line, but if you asked... <laughs> so you're saying people were too nice? Well, everyone was very nice, but they were unwilling to commit to plans. And so you met tons of really great people that you wanted to hang out with, but but then when you tried to make plans with them, they were like, oh, they're all so wishy-washy. And so the, the city itself... Beautiful. Oh, so they were friendly. They were friendly, but, but flaky. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they are as religious out there, I would say, as they are in North Carolina, but you're trading Christianity for crystal worshipers, which also got on my nerves. Uh, for other people out there, I think it could be a very interesting place. I think another one of the things that was very interesting about it, I found that the food culture in Portland actually rivaled New York City. I think it might actually be a better food city in, in some respects than, than New York You are going to get so much shit about that. That's fine. The people in Portland know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so, like, there were so many things about it I loved. You know, you're on water, and the, the woods there are just remarkable. Like, any outdoor activity that you might want to be involved in when you're living in Portland is amazing. You can get around on bike, you can get around on foot, you can live without a car. That's one of the things that I really look for in any city that is going to be on my top five, 
is that you, you can get around without actually having to own a car. And, you know, it's unfortunate that gentrification has made Portland what it is today. And to just leave it in brief, that is one of the reasons why I did eventually decide to, to leave, even after it being one of the only cities that I gave a second try. So my number three, similar to Hux, is also a city that I felt changed dramatically while I lived there, and that was New Orleans. That's number three That's for you? That's my number three. Oh, okay. Okay, let's get the explanation, because like, I, am, I, am, I am digging that. I thought that was going to be number one. No, abs- absolutely not. <laughs> Seriously? No, God, no. No, 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 no. No. Um... Now I feel like I I need to explain why it's not my number one, but I'll start by saying the things that I loved about New Orleans. I moved there shortly after Hurricane Katrina, and this was a city that, and I mean very shortly after. So that city was a very cool city. It was a city that was getting itself back together after a devastating natural disaster that was exacerbated by the federal government and state government's lack of response and their general apathy about what the fuck happened to the 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 place in general and so they sort of just had to like well i guess we're on our own here we got to figure this out ourselves and it led to a really cool community mindset excuse me that i thought was really beautiful and very charming and they, they were like, here are the things that we will not allow to change about our city. And here are the things that are going to always be us. And we're going to be dirty, and we're going to be gritty, and we're going to be a, a fucking mess. <laughs> and that's what we love about it. And like, fuck you if you want to change it. And I was like, holy shit, that's me too. Like, <laughs> I'm that. I'm that. And I totally <laughs> vibed with that city as a result. When I first got there, I was like, I had never... I had been a lot of places, but I had never been somewhere that I really felt like got me like in my guts the way that New Orleans did. And so it was, it was really amazing. And that was a long time ago. And over the course of time that I lived there, they started to rebuild themselves, but they rebuilt themselves with the money of gentrifiers and people. Alright, so this podcast was supposed to be about the things that we like about these cities. Like, these are, these are our top five favorite cities, and here's where we like them. So, I kind of went off on a rant about the stuff that I didn't like about <laughs> what the city turned into. And that's just not what this one was about. If you want to hear it, I will go ahead and post my rant, because some might find it valuable. Huck thought it might be interesting to people. So, if you want to, you can listen to it, but it just isn't part of this. So, I wanted to cut it out. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get back into the podcast. People still to this day go visit New Orleans and they love it and they have a great time there. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge them that for a second. I, it's beautiful. It's like the architecture is undeniably gorgeous. And there are huge hundreds years old oak trees growing along St. Charles Avenue and There are streetcars, and there's amazing food and really good music, and it's it's a really cool, it's a really cool fucking city. And they've got cemeteries that are above the ground, and 
people on a random Thursday night, you might have like a second line brass band walk through your neighborhood playing music just randomly. And it, it's, it's incredible. And crawfish season and Mardi Gras and the Saints and all the good stuff. Like the, the place has a lot to offer and I do love and miss a lot of things about it. But it's not the same city that I moved to. So that's why it's not number one. <laughs> and that's why it's not number two either. Because like it just... It will never be that place that I fell in love with a million years ago, and I'm not going to tell you guys the year because no thank you. But yeah, it's it's a great place, and I hope that you, you visit it. I hope that you have fun. And I just couldn't keep the negativity out of my mouth, apparently, so uh, we had to cut it again. So this is just going to, we're going to go ahead and stop it here. It went a lot longer than I was expecting to. My plan is usually to have it around 20 to 30 minutes, and we ended up talking for about an hour. So when you join us next time, uh, we will get into our top two. So we'll just stop it here for today. Thanks for listening. Love you guys.